0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Take a man podcast from odyssey sports. I am Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. Make sure that wherever you are watching right now, listening right now, if you're a watcher on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you are listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe, follow, whatever whatever the magical button is uh, on that particular mobile application. All right, uh, let's get to the... Day three or the rest, I guess, of the day three picks, Logan, starting with KJ Henry. The Clemson program could not rave enough about him. Ross Taylor, uh, who used to be in PR here in Washington and left to go to Clemson, put out a bunch of really nice tweets about KJ, basically saying like you guys are going to love him in D.C. That is the person K.J. Henry. What about the tape and the football player K.J. Henry?
2: I think he's good. I think he's he's a good football player, got good strength in his hands. Uh, You know, he's not like one of these edge rushers that is overly long, overly twitched up, Like he's a good athlete, not a great athlete. He's strong, not crazy strong. He's just a good football player, right? He played a little five technique, which is like inside the tack inside the tight Mm -hmm. end, played the played the true kind of wide five where you're rushing off the shoulder of the tackle did some good stuff with line stunts and games. He's a good football player. He's a good football player. Instinctive. He plays hard. I think he's good. I think he's a really good, good value here in, at, at this spot. You know, I can see why they targeted him, especially given the character that you were talking about and referencing. So um, I like him. I think he's a good football player and, and I like good football players. And I think the one thing about this list so far is, you know, despite fit, despite all this stuff, you've gotten guys who are passionate, motivated, and, have an instinctive understanding of football at a high level you know daniels i think is maybe questionable in terms of instincts but in terms of athletic traits and passion for the game that shows up with all of these guys and so i think he just fits perfectly with kind of the themes of their draft which again we talked about earlier last week um and so i I think yeah i think he's gonna be an excellent addition i think he's probably gonna play a little bit you know quite a bit of football for this team um you know in that d-line rotation
1: yeah, definitely. And it fits what they typically do at D-line, right? They just get, like, guys who fit the build from Power 5 programs. Yes. Every single dude, except for F.A., um, yeah. who obviously is is his incredibly unique story. But every other guy in that room is, like, Stanford, NC State, Alabama, Ohio State, Mississippi State. Like, yeah. they like Power 5 big dudes who know how to get after it. And and K.J. Yeah. Henry fits that mold coming from Clemson for sure. And, um, you mentioned yep. the, the D-line rotation, like – where does he kind of fit in that? Like, obviously, Chase and Montez are your starters. I yep. think James is kind of firmly the third guy. Casey's right after that. Like, can Kate, will KJ be taking snaps from a Casey Two Hill potentially this I,
2: year?
1: I think that's
2: entirely possible. I also think you know maybe James. He, he's he's a yeah. good football player. We got to see how he fits in this scheme, you know, because he's not. Again, he, you mentioned Power Five. I think that's a really good analysis, right? They have a type. Um, he's not as big as some of those other guys. You know, he's like in that 250, 255 range. And even Casey, who's not a big DN by any stretch of the ima- imagination, weighs 260. So, you know, he's a little bit of a, he's tall though, 6'5. He's he's got the frame, yeah. got the traits. It's it's just about how that comes together and, you know, how he kind of establishes his role in this in this rotation. You know, like because Casey has a role, James has a role, FA has a role. And so what will his role be in this rotation? And it's hard to know because he was kind of a jack of all trades master of none like he's a decent pass rusher he's decent against the run you want him on your team but like what where does that fit in you know it's a little different than andre jones who is who has a very specific skill set um what is kj henry's skill set i guess
1: yeah and but look hey if he's a if he's kind of a jack of all trades master of none like that's a great depth piece. Like, and he's good. Hey, and he's James, good and it's, James and I, is out this week. Casey's out this week. Like, right. you're going to play their snaps, and and unfortunately, D line, like that happens. Guys miss games. If, if all those dudes play every single week, there will have been a miracle that has happened. So, right. um, someone who can kind of fill in all those different roles and understand all those spots, like at the end of your depth chart, that's almost what you want.
2: Right, and that was the big thing for this draft for Ron was getting some depth pieces, and I think he does an excellent job of that. And I think that's that's again that's great analysis, Craig, because it's like. You know, James missed a whole bunch of time last year. Casey missed some time with a concussion. James had a concussion late in the year. F.A. missed time. And so it's nice to have a guy who, oh, I, I can play first and second down. I can be your drop end. I can be your spinner in certain situations, right? And I think the spinner stuff is probably a little bit. And spinner is, okay, so just for people to know, like F.A. at times was kind of this guy that would come in on third down and be this power rusher. He might up, line up inside, outside. I don't know if he has that type of ability, but he does have some pass rush upside. So again, I think that's really, again, a guy that can, unlike just to compare him to Shaka Tony, uh, Shaka could only do one thing. And this guy is not that way. And I think that's, again, a perfect depth piece for this team.
1: So let's skip around real quick because it's the same position. Let's go to Andre Jones, also an edge. Talk about pass rush juice. This this seems to be the Shaka Tony replacement with Shaka suspended for the year.
2: Right. Uh, It does seem to be the Shaka Tony replacement, but I think he's a guy that when you look at his traits you know like from an analytics perspective six five two I think he's 245 250 I've I've seen different numbers but a big well put together guy 44 and a half inch arms so very long arms for his size and weight nuts he had a 98th percentile wingspan so just a very kind of a guy that can add a lot of weight to his frame dropped a lot kind of as as a Sam linebacker in the three, four defense that they played there in Louisiana for a while. When I was first watching, I was like, do they want this guy to play off ball linebacker? And then when you look at his, his measurables as a rusher, his 10 yard split, like that stuff is, is all kind of elite in that area. So his production may not have been, you know, crazy because he's playing kind of this Sam edge. He's like rushing from a squared two point stance, which is not the most effective way to do that but he has some juice, has some ability, good power. He's older. He's like 25 years old. So as a developmental prospect, that's a little, I don't know, unusual maybe, but in terms of, again, that profile, you match that in and that's elite edge rusher profile. And so you kind of say you're taking a flyer and a guy in the seventh, you ensure that he's on your team and you say, okay, he's gonna, um, he has the ability to project to something That I think like a guy like, you know, James Smith, uh, not James Smith Williams, um, uh, Bradley King or Shaka Mm. Tony never could. And and, uh, so I, I really like this signing, especially late. And again, I like the fact that he can drop. I don't, I think he's too stiff to play off ball linebacker, but you know. Like when you, in terms of finding a role for him on the defense, maybe you could find something like that—that's
1: uh, a little bit more space centric. But yeah, I, but I, also it, sounds like a guy that can play special teams. Um, yeah, which is where Shaka, when he got on the field, was was mostly on the field. Like he can. And I like and him team. better.
2: He's yeah. more physical. He's like, uh, he's got a little more drive to his game. If that makes yeah. sense. Like Shaka kind of had like a, a little bit of an apathy when he was out there. Um, I think football was important to Shaka, but this guy's got like a you know, like a Casey Hill, James Smith Williams mentality. They finish plays, they play hard. And I, and, I, and I like that a little bit more from a developmental standpoint.
1: Yeah, i also say this on the the age thing. Like, it's just the reality of like, this draft is probably the last one. There'll be a couple of stragglers next year, but like we're getting to the end of guys who had COVID years. And yep. there's just a bunch of older players that got caught up in COVID years and transfers and this and that. And we're kind of at the end of, that, where you're going to now have older guys being 23, 24, as opposed to 25, and, you know, Stetson Bennett's 26, and 26 yeah. um, so that that's just the reality of kind of the, the last few years that we've, that we've been through here on Planet Earth. <laughs> All right, uh, last guy, uh, going back to round six, Chris Rodriguez, super physical downhill runner, not the type of back I expected them to take. I expected yeah. the the scat back third down type of of guy. But they,
2: they did get that guy in and a UDFA, the kid from UCLA. His name escapes me at the moment. It'll come. I'll to look me it up real minute. quick. Yeah.
1: Although your your uh, Bruin Alumni Association card is uh, is revoked. Yeah, Almost I don't Unless watch it's as bad as Howie Roseman's Florida card after I like, drafted <laughs> all these Georgia guys.
2: Um, but yeah, so uh, what the thing that I, so let's just talk about Chris Rodriguez. He is a fun football player to watch and he is such i remember i talked to maurice jones drew at the combine you were there for some of it greg and Mm -hmm. um i remember talking to maurice and i was reminded about the standard for the running back position when i was at ucla the standard for the running back position that maurice jones drew experienced for his four years at ucla and then in his continued relationship with eb and when i watch chris rodriguez like he does that stuff he's excellent in pass protection he's physical in that regard he blocks well in space. Not a ton of opportunity, but he blocks well in space. Um, he runs and he finishes runs with a violence, an explosion. You know, uh, Pacheco is the guy that kind of is the most recent Eric Bietamie find. Mm. He's got that kind of, you hit me, I'm exploding into this contact. you like there's the, uh, the perfect play against mississippi state in my estimation is he has this run where he gets through he breaks an arm tackle at the line of scrimmage and the safety comes up to fit and there's a linebacker hanging on um rodriguez's hip and he delivers an absolute punishing blow on the safety the very next play in this cut up i was watching it's the same safety he hits the hole clean and the safety just says i have no desire to have any part of this hit takes a creative angle. Rodriguez hits it off for a 50-yard run. And you see the short area quickness. You see the short area burst. It doesn't have the long speed necessarily, but much like Pachenko, like explodes through the line of scrimmage. Good vision comes from an NFL style rushing attack already. So there's not going to be a lot of turnover there in terms of developmental stuff. Catches the football well, not like receiver good, but for a running back, very high level in that regard. So I just see a, a really well-rounded back. And the thing that is kind of scary about the process for me is I'm like, man, they can just throw big bodies at defenses. And this is something I've toyed with for a long time. Like everyone says, I want a power back and a scat back. But what if you just said, screw it. And just said, we're going to launch big bodies into your face for 30 carries a game. Like, what is that going to do to the defense? B Rob stays healthy. He stays healthy because we're each getting 15 touches. And it's just like, two battering rams and i don't right. think anyone's really done this like this for a while and it's a scary it's a scary thought and i also think it's really good for gibson because it says hey you are officially going to be more a part of our passing attack and it's not like gibson's a shrieking violet anyway you know no, I,
1: people forget because of his like receiver back on dude's like 220 225 he's huge he's
2: big fella so having a backfield like this is is very daunting and i and again it's a little unconventional but i'm also kind of like if you maybe if you want a third down back maybe that's where you say hey um curtis samuel pop back here we'll run choices with you back here or right gibson will do it with you and we'll bring in armani rogers to play that third receiver role or or whatever or however that shakes out so I, I got to figure think- out
1: the pass pro part of the third down back. That's, that's the one right. that is a little, I mean, I was spoiled when I was on the beat because I had Chris Thompson who missed one assignment in six years. Right. Like that's just, that's who CT was. Like he was so freaking solid. He just never missed. And you know, there were times that he got stuck on. I remember one play they were playing the jets one year and he got face full of Leonard Williams. And you're just right. like, all right, we well, stuck his nose in there and like, he, yeah. he slowed him up. And like, right. that's the kind of stuff that CT would do. And they don't, I don't know if they have that and I don't know if Rodriguez is a guy who's going to stick his face in there. I mean, he's, it sounds like he's, he's got the physicality, but like, he's excellent pass bro. Excellent it's the mentality. It's not just, I shouldn't say the mentality. It's the mental processing to know like, this is my guy. That's where a lot of running backs get messed up. It's not necessarily just a willingness to put your face in there. It's knowing where to put your face. Yeah. And so that, that is the thing he'll have to learn. Um, and AG I think is probably the guy they're going to want to continue to grow in that space because he's also such a threat as a receiver. Um, but like you said, like, you know, you stick Curtis back there and run the choice routes, you, you know, you can, you can do different kinds of things with the personnel that they have. And I would anticipate, frankly, like Terry and Jahan getting some, some snaps out of the backfield too, in the way they used to with Tyreek, where they're not necessarily a threat to run it, but it just makes like, you can't press them. There, there's things that cause problems because of that alignment that EB is toyed with in, in Kansas City for a long time that I would imagine he does the same. Um, by the way, uh, the guy who you're talking about, I think, is Kazmir Allen, um, who is officially listed as a wide receiver out of UCLA, but he was their punt return, kick return yeah. guy, which is another position that I'm glad got addressed in some way, shape, or form, because that was an issue for them last year. There was just no pop in either one of the return games. A.G. had a little bit for a while at kick return, but there there was just not enough pop in the return game last year. And if this guy can come in, make the team as the last wide receiver, and then ultimately be a a special teamer and, and the return guy like that would be very 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 nice
3: selling a little or a lot to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
2: and the reason he's listed as like a running back receiver is because he basically played receiver but he also had like three or four games where he played running back against Arizona state. And then I think maybe USC, I forget exactly where he was able to clip off some very explosive runs kind of, you know, like when you watch him, it kind of reminds you of, and this is, this is a very lofty comparison, but but Tyreek Hill when he was playing running back at Kansas city, you know, a guy that has some explosive ability, can move around the formation. I don't know if that's his role from day one, but he is a nice, he kind of reminds you of like um, the kid from Oregon Mamba. I forget his name exactly, but you remember uh, what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. 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 Like um, I know exactly what you're talking like about. I can't remember his name.
2: Super quick, super good acceleration. The long speed's not necessarily there, but you know, like a playmaker. And so I do think yeah. if that's the addition to the backfield, that's the addition to this offense. Um, that could potentially turn into something depending on how the the training camp goes. But you know, in terms of Rodriguez, I like him. He's good. He's an excellent running back. And him and B Rob, you know, wearing down defenses is going to be a hell of a thing to watch
1: definitely. All right, just overall final thoughts. Um I'll go first real quick. I I don't think they hit like grand slam. Oh my god, like people aren't going to celebrate them like they're celebrating the Eagles draft. Um and that's fine, you know, the chances are that the Eagles draft won't turn out to be quite as genius as it looks now because that tends to be how those things go, although yep. god, they got a lot of talent. Um but there's a reason like Keely Ringo fell, but if, you know, the Eagles get the best out of him, they're going to look like geniuses. Doesn't mean Keely Ringo would have been successful anywhere else, but The commanders don't necessarily, it looks like today, have that kind of draft, but they've continued a very methodical offseason plan that I think makes a lot of sense. Like they they know what they're doing. And what I at least appreciate about this staff right now is they are not taking wild swings to try to gamify short term success, knowing that their jobs are on the line. They have a plan. This plan would have looked a lot better if they had run it in year one versus year four. Hmm. But they have a plan. They are sticking to it. And I think it's ultimately a good plan. I don't know if it'll be enough to save their jobs, but they're going to try. And I think Ron will hard sell uh, Josh Harris on like, hey man, we're, we're doing things the right way. Give us a chance to run this out. And ultimately it's going to come down to Sam Howe. That is absolutely the case going into the draft. Yeah. It is the case coming out of the draft. That was never going to change in the draft, no matter how many national people wanted them to take a quarterback. Like this is the plan. This is their best chance for success. I think they're, they're, there's maybe some flaws in a little bit of the execution. Like you said, like an offensive tackle probably would have been nice, but alas, the way the board fell, they didn't feel that way. Yeah. And they ultimately made their team better. And, and I think that better is good. And especially when you were on the verge of the playoffs last year, and a huge reason why you missed is your offensive coordinator and your quarterback, and you have changed those two positions out. I think there's reason to be optimistic. Not necessarily yep. championship optimistic, but like, I think they're a better football team now than they were at the end of last season. And that's what you want.
2: Yeah, and I really like the the defensive additions in this draft. I, I really love the first two picks. I, I think that's going to make this defense super scary. You know, there was a period of time, I think, I, I don't remember the exact statistic, you probably helped me remember, Greg, where they led the NFL in pressures for like 10 weeks in a row. And now mm-hmm. with these coverage players, like think about what that does in terms of sack production and think about what sack production does for your offense in terms of field position. So um, I think this is this is cool. It's, it's an exciting opportunity from a defensive standpoint. Offensively, we talked about some of our reservations. I, I do think, you know, Ricky Stromberg is going to be an excellent football player here. You know, fill out a role nicely, allow you to get cheaper and younger out of position. And I think Brandon Daniels, if he hits, like to me, he's the linchpin for the draft. If he becomes your swing guy, if he adds some rotational depth, if he does end up playing tackle for you, like that will be absolutely huge, you know? Um, So to me, that's the thing I'm going to be watching really closely because I I really think I really have no questions in terms of how these other guys are going to be as pros. You know, maybe Andre Jones because, you know, small school, whatever. Yeah, but he's a seventh-round I, pick. Like, yeah, he might not make I, the I, roster,
1: and that doesn't matter because he's I, a seventh-round pick. That's what right, But,
2: I, But I think Manuel Forbes, Chartavius Martin, Ricky Stomberg, K.J. Henry, and Chris Rodriguez are going to play a lot of football for this team. And, yeah. you know, if Braden Daniels hits and is, is that guy, kind of swing tackle guy with some upside that to, to be more, you know, because he's, again, has those elite, elite, elite athletic traits. I'm like, this draft's pretty excellent, you know, so – yeah much like last year, kind of, I don't want to say playing it safe, but definitely um, leaning into the character, leaning into quality human beings, and definitely picking some high floor guys, which I have absolutely no problem with.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, I'll, I'll add one other thing. There's another guy that this season to a point, if like they want to be really, really good hinges on, and that guy's Chase Young. Yeah. And like, you know, when you have the number two pick in the draft, as the Houston Texans just did, you know, and, and you see what some of the other teams have done with those super high top five, top three picks in recent years. When those guys hit, they can change your franchise. Yep. And Chase, you know, he's had the injury, but now it's time. And and both for him personally and for this franchise, it's going to come down to Sam Howe on offense, which can be insulated and, and helped by a lot of different factors, mainly Eric Bieniemy, but then the line, et cetera. And then, if Chase Young turns into a superstar on defense, this defense should be scary good. Yeah. Um, and if not, then they should still be fairly good. I mean, think about right.
2: what they were without him there, you know. And, right. and again, like like they're they're right an excellent defense with him, w- like without him there. And if he takes that step that everyone's
1: kind of what hoping, the difference in them being a top ten, like really good, borderline playoff team, um, fighting down to the end, and like. Whoa! Washington Commanders didn't see this coming.
2: Yes, like that, I mean, that's really like what you're talking about is is one player on offense, one player on defense. Because quite frankly, like when you go back to Chase, we just talked about the draft, when you talk about Chase's college tape, it's elite. If he gets if he gets there, this this front will be incredible, especially with the the secondary helping out in the back end. Like, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a really cool it's a really cool opportunity. So.
1: Definitely. All right. We'll keep uh, going back and taking a look at this draft. We'll probably do it with a guest uh, later this week or the, next week. Um, and then OTA is right around the corner. So we'll see these guys on the field for the first time. Rookie minicamp is, is right around the corner as well. So we'll have definite coverage of that. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you are subscribed wherever you are watching or listening right now. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't yet hit that like button for us, it helps us out, send it to a friend, even. Uh, let them let them be like hey hey uh this thing that i liked you you, you would should like, it like too. too yeah yeah uh so with that uh for more from logan on instagram at logan underscore paulson 82 i'm on twitter at craig hoffman and i'll see y'all on the radio uh at four o'clock four to seven each and every day on the team 980 that's it that's all for this edition of take command see you later this week